Hey icons, it's Jen Spiegel, mama four, serial entrepreneur, and your business and lifestyle BFF. I'm here to build a community of like-minded women who are willing to dust themselves off time and time again. We stand tall and brave and courageous in our journeys, and we really become focused and committed to showing and shining a light on our God-given gifts. Let's be iconic together. I can't even contain the excitement I have for this guest today. This is someone I have been watching for a really long time. We were in a group coaching program together and she was one of the blessings that came out of that program. And this is your guest and my guest, Dana Clark. And she's the founder and creator of Heroic Humans, a global social impact movement with a mission to inspire, celebrate, and empower heroic members within our communities. Heroic Human touches thousands of lives daily from across the globe with global ambassadors that support the mission. Heroic Humans also hosts events and most recently launched a podcast. Please, friends, go check it out. It is so good and delicious. And to elevate the stories and voices and personal journeys of everyday heroes. Dina also serves as a director on the boards of two national organizations. Wow, that just caught me off guard. That's beautiful. I want to know lots about that. <laughs> Dina has just released a new Heroic Humans initiative called Connection Cards, which are cards that promote meaningful and purpose-led connection and conversation prompts. Dana is a recipient of the 2018 Notable Life's Mindful Millennial Award for her efforts with Heroic Humans. It's her mission to bring people from all walks of life together and to learn from one another. And Dana, I know these, you know, bios and, and the way we introduce ourselves is so important, but I want to emphasize to everybody listening that this is just like the tip of the iceberg of who you are. Oh, Jen, I am like overwhelmed. I'm all smiley. My face hurts already. And I'm just so grateful to be here. And all of the kind things that you said, I am sending them right back your way because I feel the exact same way. Oh, bless you. Thank you so much. This was one of my like dream podcasts when I decided to do a podcast. You're one of the first faces that came into my mind because I thought not only do I feel so in alignment with what you're doing and the purpose you have, but I just want to help everybody learn about you and heroic humans because of how much it's changing lives and how you are elevating people who are true heroes. So I want to, I love stories. I hope you're okay with that. I want to backtrack all the way back. I know your grandma and your mama are heroes (laughs) in your life. Yes. Yes, that you, you will you will know that after you check out all of my pages, I think. <laughs> yes. Yes, the beautiful women and I actually see the similarities. I watched the video today on your Insta where it was your grandma and your mom and yourself in that little interview video you had yeah. and you all look alike too. So it's like, oh, this is perfect. So tell me a little bit about your childhood. It seems like you had a really beautiful family. Yeah, you know what? Actually, this is funny because nobody ever asked me about my childhood when going back to your story, which is so funny because it's so influential in all of our lives. But my parents actually divorced when I was really young. I wasn't even three at the time. And I'm the youngest of three children. I have two older brothers and they're like nine and eight years older than me. So I am the baby girl from, you know, many years apart. (laughs) Um, And I mean, childhood was, just like anything, Jen, I think there are so many things that I look back on now 
that I think have been so monumental to me and in, in becoming the woman I am today. And there's things that have taken me a long time to heal. And there's things that have made me really happy to look back on. And there's a lot of milestones that I feel like me personally and my family as a whole have overcome to, to be where we are today. And I mean, as you said, you you nailed it saying that the one of the and the only big role model in my life is my mom. And she has been an entrepreneur her entire life. She was in the automotive industry, actually, for 35 years. She did PR in automotive. And at the time, 35 years ago in automotive, you did not find a woman doing public relations and trailblazing the way that she did. So she has so inspired me to start your own road and be who you want to be. And it's okay to be a variety of things and kind of make that path for yourself. So that's definitely something that I feel like I saw as a kid and grew up with that I definitely cherish and bring through my day to day today. And there's such a common thread with, you know, I think being your childhood and how you're raised and the things we witness with who we become as an adult, you know, we are obviously our own human beings and and we have our own journeys, but we are affected in some way, shape or form by those people around. And it sounds like your mom was a beautiful role model for you and continues to be and gave you that entrepreneurial spirit because I know you have several spokes in the wheel for the things you offer. And I know that's just, again, skimming the surface of what's Mm -hmm. to come, but I'm just so curious what made you so empathetic and warm and embracing of all types of people. You just have this beautiful heart and you see the beautiful in everybody. Where did that come from? Was that always a part of you? Okay. So I am always the kid at every table, at every family gathering, at every Thanksgiving, Christmas, you have it. I would sit there and before any meal would start, whether this is my immediate family of five people or whether it's, like I said, like a Thanksgiving of 25. Every time I want to go around the table and talk about what we're most thankful for. And what are we grateful for? And like, let's just talk about how we feel for a second before we dive into this this big meal. And I've been this way my entire life. Like I am the kid who just wants to talk about feelings. I want to talk about emotions. I want to talk about raw vulnerability. I want to know why you're crying. What made you cry the last time you cried? I want to know your fears and your secrets and your depth. And so that question just brings me back to these memories of just feeling like I wanted to drag connection out of every person I could. Mm -hmm. And I mean, today, now that I look back, I don't know if that's maybe I felt a void in these areas and I was looking for it. Or I also feel like I'm someone who's just always been so curious and I'm, I'm happy to create opportunity that I feel like isn't already existing. And I think by getting curious and asking questions and creating safe spaces to have these conversations is where we truly evolve into who we're supposed to be and how we connect with one another. So thinking back, there's so many instances where I would be kind of made fun of and teased and sought out as, you know, this is just such a waste of time to to connect in this way. And like, can't we just eat, for example, or, you know, come on, we did this last night or right kind of moving. <laughs> And I would be so crushed. I would be like, what is wrong with you people? Like, isn't this important to you? Is it's important to me? And I mean, in, in conjunction with all these things, I was definitely the, I felt at the time, the most sensitive person in the room, the most vulnerable, the most compassionate, the most empathetic. And like so many of us who carry that in our hearts, which Jen, I know you're one of those people too. You so wonder if this is a fault 
at some point in your life. You wonder if this is something that you're not supposed to have, or you're not supposed to be experiencing. And is this a point of weakness? And it took me until probably, you know, my early twenties, I'm only 25. I'm learning so much every damn day, but definitely I got more confident and comfortable in my sensitivity and vulnerability as a very recent. And today I'm very proud of that. You should be, you should be. And as you were speaking, there was like the, some of the words you use were just popping in my mind, like curious. You obviously are a curious person. And I think that comes from a sensitivity and that real desire to understand people and not have surface relationships. I have no interest in surfacey relationships. I just never have. And I don't know if I ever will. I crave that conversation. And and sometimes those really hard conversations, I share that with you. And uh, I just, I really admire how you were able to pull that out of people. I was that child at the table who felt and wanted to ask those questions, but felt maybe it's inappropriate, or maybe somebody doesn't want to talk about this. So I was too sensitive to other people's feelings that maybe it was the exact thing I needed to do, like was to follow that tug and ask them because maybe that was what they needed. So I'm sure you bonded that table through those conversations. I think so. And today, like I said, I'm a lot more confident and comfortable in that curiosity and vulnerability of mine. But for the rest of my family members and the people who I crack open, I mean, I don't know how they (laughs) feel, but you know, I think it's something that ends up being a really beautiful role because I think in every situation, in every community, in every family, in every friendship, in every business, there needs to be one person who's okay with stepping up and saying, although this might be uncomfortable, this is the right thing to do here. And if that right thing is to open up your soul and, and, and just speak from the heart and dig deep and get curious, then that's what it's going to be. And for me, I am so comfortable in playing that role, obviously in my family, in my friendships, and especially now in the community of heroic humans, because that is who, if, if that's what I'm trying to encourage, and if that's what I'm trying to embody, then that better be in my day-to-day life or, or I'm lost. Right. Right. Yeah. I think we all need a Dana in our lives who pay attention to cues. I think we're often so busy, especially now with, you know, just there's hustle bustle everywhere. Thank goodness right now we're in a moment in our lives where we are settling down and being a little bit more quiet. And I hope that this unravels many people, but I just think so many of us need someone like yourself who's acutely aware of how someone is feeling or behaving to say, Hey, I'm noticing something with you. Tell me more and being comfortable with that type of conversation because you have to be a safe person for someone to be able to, like you say, crack open and share with you. And that I, you do make people feel that way. It's a gift. That's very nice. I've heard that before. And I think just like everybody that it's a hard acknowledgement for me to settle with because it just feels so grand, but I really appreciate that. I really appreciate that. Does that come from a faith? Do you have faith? I would say that I'm a generally very spiritual person energetically. Um, I didn't grow up with a predominant faith in my family, in my household. Um, I mean, I have memories going to church with my grandparents and I was very little, but as an adolescent, I think so much of the word faith to me even is just so much about what 
helps me keep going and what I believe in and what I see as true. And so much of that is energy and is connectivity and is spirituality and is self-awareness. And to me, that's what, you know, we all find that in different things and that's fantastic, right? That's so fantastic that it can be so individualistic for everybody. And in my own personal experience, so much of that is through connection. And being out of ourselves, you know, I just see that as spirituality and faith, like just being able to become the best version of ourselves, but also be out of ourselves to connect and grow relationships and make an impact. However small or mighty that might be, you know, heroic humans is making a big impact. And uh, I adore this community that you're building. I I follow it all the time. I mean, I'm just an Mm -hmm. avid follower of what you're (laughs) doing and the beautiful people you're bringing forth for myself to learn from. And did that happen? How long has heroic humans been going on? How did that all come about and unfold? Oh my gosh. So It'll be three years in October, 2020. So I don't know when this episode will air, but October, 2020 will be three years. But I always had this want to make a difference and to do something important and to have have value in giving back to the world. And I mean, when I say this, these thoughts go back to being eight-year-old Dana and having this need and want to have a place in the world and just kind of belong in some extravagant way. And if, if you were to ask me how I was going to do this, I had no idea. I mean, I was the absurd, outrageous, ignorant kid saying, you know, I'm going to change the world somehow. And everyone would be like, okay, sit down. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and it wasn't until, you know, years go by and years go by and years go by. And I think I had a really big struggle in terms of the educational system where I felt my creativity was kind of put on the back burner. I've always been a very creative person and I really didn't tap back into that until my opportunity with Heroic Human came about. And the way that that happened was that I was in a part-time job finishing my postgraduate degree, which was in broadcast journalism. And I was sitting around a table. We were having a development meeting. I was working for Lululemon at the time. And my managers handed out this journal and they said, Dana, you're going to, you know, we're going to ask you a series of questions and everyone's going to write down their answers. Then we're going to read them aloud. So, okay, you know, easy enough, whatever. And no deep, 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 deep down little Dana's in there somewhere. But like I said, this had been so oppressed for so long. And some of the questions were, if you have one characteristic in the world, what is that one characteristic that belongs to you? Who are you here to be? And what's the difference that you want to make? And when it came my turn to read them aloud, I didn't have anything written down, nothing. I was just like, I, what an outrageous conversation for someone to ask you, right? Like, where's this even coming from? And, um, when they came to mine, I said, the only thing I had written down was the question, who are you here to be? And I said, I'm here to be a good daughter. Mm. I'm here to be a good sister. I'm here to be a good partner, friend, neighbor. And I want to show up for one person every single day of my life. And I'm here to be a heroic human. And the meeting, you know, everyone looked at me kind of like, perfect. Thanks for sharing. You know, we put our books away and, and went on with the meeting and went on with the development session. And and that was it. And I remember coming home to my mom and, and I, you know, came through the door and I was like, I think I said something today. 
I think I said something that really matters. And, you know, I always say I did what any dreamer would do, which is I sat down and had two bottles of wine, talked about the idea of heroic humans and registered for sole proprietors and bought the domain <laughs> two hours later. And, <laughs> and the rest of history. I mean, I thought if I want to wake up every day and have an impact in someone else's life, and if I want to be a heroic human, how can I get others to do the same thing? And that was really the, the beginning of this entire journey that I've been on. And I love if people are listening with their ears wide open, is that you followed a tug and you didn't really second guess it. I felt like in that moment you had such clarity. You had that tug. It had been, like you said, buried since you were eight years old. It showed itself. And I just am so happy and proud of you for chasing that and just going after it after two bottles of wine. It sounds like something I would do. (laughs) We really do have a lot in common. No shame. That is the story. I'm not going to change it. Sometimes you need a little liquid courage. And so yeah, (laughs) I love those that you reacted and acted on a tug. And I just always feel in life, how many times do we have that show up and we diminish it or put it on the shelf for another time or more convenient time. And I just, I think that is such great evidence of not really understanding what this was going to be, but that something came out of your mouth that resonated and you just let that path and that journey begin. Yeah. I mean, I'm a very big believer in seizing the moment, whatever that is, and seizing an opportunity. Opportunities come our way all the time and we can choose to see them as an opportunity or we can choose to see them as fear. We can choose to see them as whatever whatever we, we feel at that moment. But my mom gave me great advice too. She said that, she said, you know, Dana, if you don't do this today, if you don't do this right now, you're not going to do it. And that was really big for me because that was terrifying. I mean, nobody wants your mentor, mom, parent to say that to you. It's, you know, it's (laughs) kind of scary. Um, But coming from an entrepreneur herself and from from someone who I so admire, I thought, you know, I'm just going to do this thing. And the other thing too, Jen, is that most times when we come up with crazy ideas and when we actually find the confidence to say them out loud, if the person on the other end shuts you down Mm. and doesn't believe in what you're saying, that can be the one thing that stops you from doing everything that you want to do. So the fact that it was met with such, I don't even want to say positivity because she wasn't like, yes, this is a million dollar idea. It was just like, do it and just do it. And I'm so grateful that that was the message I got because it's, it's changed my life. Ah, yay, mom. You know, and even when someone is approached with, or you say something and, and someone would say something negative, which I have witnessed more times than I care to even, you know, admit to, there are those people out there. So myself is, I, I resonate with that. It fueled my fire. I'm one of those people that that'll be kerosene on my fire and not water. But I think for a lot of people, you're right. It is just enough to make them think, oh, that was a silly idea. What am I even thinking? I'm comfortable over here because there's a lot of discomfort in seeking a new venture opportunity business. And it it can be super scary, but I just, I know this was what you were meant to do and how this unfolds and grows. I can only imagine. It's just going to be beautiful to witness, but the impact you're making already, I mean, the stories of these men and women, and there's always this commonality between them as well. Have you found that with interviewing these beautiful heroes? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. There, you know what? And you know what I always say is that whether it's grief, whether it's love, whether it's trauma, whether it's joy, whether it's motherhood, whether it's heartbreak, whether it's celebration, we 
all experience these same emotions and we Mm -hmm. all to us individually, these are very important. And someone's grief doesn't compare to another person's and someone's trauma does not compare. And someone's moment of celebration cannot be dimmed in comparison to someone else's celebration and achievement. And it just goes to show you that no matter who you are and where you live and what you come from and what you make of yourself and the situations around you, we all truly are after the same things. And there's so much that I've seen in terms of parallels in stories from people from absolutely dynamic in different parts of the world. Like it is so crazy. And that's why when I say that Heroic Human is a global movement because it so quickly got submissions and stories from people from across the world. And Mm -hmm. that's what makes this space so inclusive is that it's not about me. (laughs) It's not about Dana and her story. It is not about the vision that I have. It's about creating a safe space for people to have the same support system and the same safety to share their lived experiences as the next person. And that is my mission is to create consistency across the board that no matter who you are, where you're from, your story is valuable and you matter here. Just makes me have goosebumps because (laughs) what you envision and that soul work and that you want to achieve is happening. I I mean, we're witnessing it. I think about these people that are, first of all, so brave to be vulnerable and open about their stories because some of them are deep and you can tell they're still working through so many things. So to be brave and share must be so therapeutic to them in the first place. But then to be able to share in a community that gives back to them and says, thank you for sharing. You're so amazing. You taught me this. I was inspired. I only can imagine their path from that moment on the trajectory changes because I'm sure some of them were judged or felt ridiculed or bullied or misunderstood. And then they share their story in this community. And all of a sudden they have, it's like an embrace. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, I mean, I truly believe that we all just want to feel acknowledged and seen for who we are. Yes. And it might take acknowledgement 40 times for someone to look in the mirror and say, I feel as beautiful as, you know, as people tell me I am, or I feel as capable as, you know, you might need to hear it more times than once, of course. But if, if that time that it resonates is through the heroic humans community, and if that time that makes you turn around and say, you know, I'm more grateful for who I am and what I have, or I feel more accepting and respectful of this type of person, if heroic human does any part in that, I mean, my, my job is done. Like it is just, it's very special. I feel very grateful. It is. Do you find most women right now are revealing themselves in a more raw way than ever before, especially when it comes to our physical appearance? I feel like there's a, an, a rumble. I don't think we've fully gone there yet, but I feel like there's a rumble right now about body image positivity, which I'd love to chat with that about that photo shoot that you did because that was mm. just wow. And, <laughs> and just looking at some of those heroes, those beautiful women that you've interviewed and realizing that they have definitely embraced who they are, but I'm sure in society, they still have to overcome people's stereotypes or whatever that may be. Have right. you found there's a, a shift taking place? I mean, 
I definitely think there's a shift online in terms of what we're seeing. I think actually, in my opinion, there's so much talk about body positivity right now and and body love and body acceptance and, you know, whatever terminology we're using that sometimes it can get blurry for Mm -hmm. a lot of people. And it's kind of hard to understand when you get so many messages. And in, in one hand, I feel like more voices, the better right? More people who are raising advocacy and who are sharing lived experiences, the better. But I also feel like there needs to be a place for people who like, it's the people who have these situations when they overcome this point of adversity and when they're not in a privileged body or situation. And those are the people who are trailblazers for everyone else, for us to be able to recognize our privilege and what that looks like to actually accept and embrace and be empowered and celebrate someone who is in a different body than our own. Mm. And for people who are in cisgendered white people, people, say Canadian people, so like for people like myself who are going to go and talk about body positivity in terms of, I don't know, I just, I just, it's, it's so complicated. It is. It, and I actually don't mind it. So I actually don't mind us thinking through our words on this podcast and really trying to dig in. I think that's, this is the kind of conversation people are craving, but I, as you're talking, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I almost wish we didn't even have to have a conversation about it. I hope we get to the point where it's not even that we have to be on one side or the other of the spectrum, that it's just a knowingness that we're all created how we're created and we don't need to compare and we don't even need to have a discussion about it because we find the beautiful parts in each person and that's just it. That's how, those are the eyes that we see through. And I don't know, I, but at the same time, I'm, I think I'm, I'm aligning with you a little bit because I do feel like, are we swinging the pendulum too far the other way? I never really thought about this till you brought it up where it's almost like we're having more body image issues because we're talking about not having them so much. Does that make sense? Do you, are you, is that what you're thinking? I feel like you make everything so categorized and so drastic in terms of this is what body positivity looks like and this is what it doesn't look like. I feel like that leaves a lot of people confused in where they lie because it's mm-hmm. like, well, how can I want to... Or, it's so tricky because for instance, for someone like myself, who I I truly to the core of my being believe that every single body is beautiful and worthy of love. And every single person is equally as deserving to be seen and heard and loved and cherished as the other. Where on the other hand, I also have very deep seated and deep rooted body insecurity of my own. So can I be a body positive advocate and advocate for body acceptance and celebration when I don't love my own? Mm. See what I'm saying, Jen? Can I, can I fully embody that? And does that make me an imposter in this space? Because I haven't done my own work yet, but I think you sure as hell deserve the celebration, right? That's kind of where I'm going with this is how there's some blurriness in the middle. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you don't have to have it all figured out and you don't have to be there. I, I think it can, I, I, I think this is what we're doing is being able to talk about it more and to be able to create more dialogue around it in different types of situations. And, you know, I'm trying to do my own work in this space to be able to love myself the way that I love and see other people. And it's just, it's so confusing and it's so hard and it's difficult because it's one of those things that if you talk about openly, 
like anything, you welcome opinion and you welcome judgment and some of that, you know, or, or you welcome support, right? And you never know what you're going to get. And if, if you're not quite there on, on the healing journey that you're on, that could have a very detrimental place in, in your particular point of growth. So I think just as a whole, if the entire community who wants to see body advocacy and body liberation, if we can just talk about it in a more supportive way, instead of shaming people, Mm-hmm. And instead of gatekeeping what that looks like, I right. think that's where we're on to something different and to change. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. And to me, like, I love this conversation because it's really, it's making ideas and thoughts that I haven't really considered before come out. And it's almost like we should just be able to speak our own personal truth without any judgment, you know? So I, I think we all have some sort of image, let's just call it image issues or deep rooted hurts, whatever it may be. But what if we just got to a place where we could talk about that without fear of judgment and that we all knew we're on a journey of some sort. And the part that is the most important that you spoke that I hope people grasp onto and hold onto is that everybody deserves to be celebrated and seen and loved like the next person, period. That's the important piece where we are in our own personal journey or how we physically look or don't look is just a portion of that, but it's not the, it's not the meat and potatoes. The meat and potatoes is just that we accept and embrace everybody. Yep. Yep. And, and the way that we look is the least important thing about all of us. Uh, It should not be dividing who we are. You know, it's so deep. It is deep. So deep. It is deep. And I know um, just, and I brought it up because I know with heroic humans, there are, you know, heroes who have been born, you know, it's like, I don't love my arms. Okay. It's just one of those things I'm really insecure about on my body. And then as we talk about this and I think about heroes, there are people out there praying for my arms. And then Mm -hmm. it really makes you realize what am I paying attention to here when there is somebody out there who would literally give everything in their life to be able to have two arms to hug their child or hold their partner's hand or feel sand fall through their fingers. And I'm sitting here going, they're a little on the chubby side right now. (laughs) You know, it's really silly when we verbalize it. And maybe that's why we're having these discussions is to verbalize and realize how silly it really is at the end of the day and how unimportant it is. Well, and I think that's so interesting that you say that too, because that's kind of what I mean in terms of, you know, you having this piece of awareness and you having this conversation is your own body liberating experience. That's your situation. And like all the power to you, Jen, like that is awesome. Feel the feel, go through it, have awareness, learn, grow, love yourself, do the thing, love it right? Whereas anyone else's situation is going to be completely different, right? (laughs) We're so different. We're so vastly different, but there's so many, you know, like we've said so many times this episode, there's so many similarities. And if anything, what I've really noticed is that it's so incredible, the points of adversity that so many people have been through that make us feel more grateful for our own situations. And 
I mean, something that I, I featured a lot of people on the podcast and on the blog and on the website and on the Instagram page who have physical differences and who have very unique physical circumstances and situations and how that's changed their lives. And it's just so important, I think, to keep growing, keep understanding, keep self-educating, keep asking questions, keep looking at life from another person's point of view and never, ever start to think that you're more important than another person. Never think that you are more privileged to receive something than somebody else. You know, we need to truly start to understand that we're all coming from an equal playing field here, that we should be at least, and to appreciate one another. Like the things that people go through that we have no idea that we can't see. And we think that seeing is everything. Like we think that if you can't see something on somebody, that it that doesn't exist. Right. Yes. And that's just the farthest thing from the truth. Yeah. So true. And that's a really good point. And I really love what you said there. And I hope people rewind a little bit because you mentioned that we should never feel more important or more privileged than somebody else. And that is something I think, again, we all share and we have to check ourselves with constantly because we can easily, especially on the online space, get into comparison mode. And in that Mm. comparison mode, there's times where we feel less than, but let's just be truthful. There are times where we feel we get a bit more stature, our shoulders rolled back. Absolutely. Right. Because we compare. What if we didn't? And what if every time we came across someone, whether it's in person, online, and just all the time asked ourselves, what can I learn from this person? What can they teach me? What can I absorb? How can I bless them and them bless me? Wouldn't that be a beautiful incredible world to live in. I love that you said blessed because, you know, if if we take a step back and wonder, because the comparison game is so insane. And I mean, I take part in this comparison game. Jen, you said you do too. I'm sure so many of your listeners do too. And what what I've been trying to do for myself is if I feel triggered by something that I'm consuming in a way where maybe I feel jealous, maybe I feel mad, maybe I feel a piece of content that makes me feel anxious. Maybe I feel a piece of content that makes me feel proud. What am I actually experiencing? And why am I feeling that way? And why is this person's, whether it's success or why is this person's sharing or why is this person's failure, right? Anything making me feel a certain way. And what does that say about me? And how can I learn from this situation? Because it is so the highlight reel out there. Like we have no idea. Like I said, seeing what we're seeing, you have no idea what is behind that screen, what's behind that image, what behind what is behind that person's story. And I think we're all just so much better off coming from a place of curiosity. Yeah. And I have this new thing. It's a new thing I've taken on. And I constantly ask myself, because curious is a word that's coming out of my mouth a lot. I feel like 2019 and 2020, that is, it should be my word because I'm just so curious about everything. But one of the questions I've been asking myself in any emotion, it's just when the emotion's high, is this love? or fear? Where is this emotion based? Mm. Because love, there's no ego involved. It's about loving a person or loving myself or loving a situation or being fulfilled and blessed. Fear is ego. So why am I being triggered by this person? Why am I feeling jealous? Why? And when we actually spend time, like that's where the true personal growth I think kicks in is when we can be inquisitive with ourselves and why am I feeling this way and realizing, oh, it triggers me because that's when we can heal those pieces of our lives and move on from them, like put them to rest and move on. And I think you're doing such a great job at 
pulling that to the surface through the conversations you're having with your incredible community. I know you are to me. So tell me about where this is going. Cause you know, talk about curiosity. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm such a fan. I'm like, what's next? Um, I would love to know what we can look forward to with you. You know what? I love that you asked this because back when you were asking me about themes, something that I so badly should have brought up that I just started thinking about was one of the themes that I've noticed after featuring so many people is that at one point or another, the important and life-changing factor that comes into someone's life that ultimately changes the game for them is connection. And whether that's connection with themselves and whether that's like an awareness piece, like you said, Jen, or growth or healing, or whether that's connection with another person who potentially introduced them to something, educated them on something, led them down a path, created a mentor, anything, right? Connection can come in so many different types of form. Maybe it's connection to a community. And I just found that so many people, the staple part in their development and their story that everyone was going back to was connection. So what do you do when I see a need for more of this? And, and how do I make this more accessible and easily attainable for more people? Because like we were saying at the beginning of this episode, vulnerability is, can it's better now, but it can be seen as this really scary thing. And getting curious, like you and I so are, is for a lot of people scary because am I overstepping boundaries? Am I going to be judged for the questions that I'm asking? Am I going too deep? Is this too much? Am I going too far? And I'm, I'm not saying to overstep anybody's boundaries. I right. just mean, you have to be coming from a very mindful place when you're being curious. And mm -hmm. so my immediate, you know, entrepreneurial business mind was like, how do I create a solve for these people who need and want and crave connection, but don't necessarily feel like they can create it on their own. And I then launched the sister company to Heroic Humans called Connection Cards. And Connection Cards are essentially conversation and connection prompts to use as a tool and resource to create that piece of connection in your life and the life of someone else with another person, with a group of people by yourself as a journaling prompt. And I mean, the, the concept of icebreakers is, is, is not, you know, <laughs> not a foreign concept by any yeah. means, by a long shot. But I just thought it was such a, again, natural progression for heroic humans to create this tool that people can then use to create more authentic fulfillment in their lives. And I believe so much of that is from connection. So mm. connection cards has been a, a wild ride. It's been a lot of fun and we're kind of going through a rebrand, relaunch, restock. I'll call it right nice, now. Nice. Um, yeah, but uh, that's been a lot of fun. So that's, that's the most recent thing with heroic humans, obviously other than the podcast, which has been fun that launched in November, but um, yeah, rolling with it. Grateful for every single day. You are, you are being guided. I firmly believe it. And I'll make sure um, those of you listening, we will definitely have um, Dana's podcast in the show notes. Please go follow it as well as your Instagram where you just do a lot of blogging and journaling and sharing of stories. I just feel like it's a great place to go. And if you're going to spend time consuming Instagram and, you know, scrolling, it's a great place to scroll because there's nothing but goodness that can come out of those stories and really being inquisitive. And we keep saying curious, but there's a reason we keep saying it. Maybe people need to hear it over and over again. So they really embrace that for themselves. So I always end my podcast with a question and I am so excited to ask you this question, actually. Um, how are you going to be iconic today? Ooh, how am I going to be iconic today? 
<laughs> oh, wow. You know what? I like this because I ask two questions at the end of my podcast and I'm always like, zinger, you know, there it is. <laughs> and this is totally a zinger. Yeah. How am I going to be iconic? You know what? I feel like all of us right now in this time of our lives during this craziness of the world, we have so much choice in who we show up as day to day. And we're all in this fearful scarcity mindset of what the hell are we going to do and what is going on? And I think we all have the opportunity to make something of each day, whether that is acknowledging ourselves for getting up and getting out of bed and putting on the same sweatpants or whether that <laughs> is, you know, coming up with a new business idea, who knows what it is, but mm-hmm. we need to, to wrap our minds around the fact that we are our own worst enemies when it comes to our own self judgment and the things that we employ on ourselves and I think iconic to me today is doing my best and showing up and talking to a really great friend and continuing to pursue my goals and dreams and you know I, I think it's just it's doing the thing it is you know I named this podcast iconic because it rubbed me the wrong way like there was some strategy behind here because I thought women we don't call ourselves iconic and who am I to say I'm iconic I mean Beyonce is iconic you know right (laughs) and I love the uncomfortableness of that word I love it because imagine if we actually embraced it and said I am iconic in my own life whatever that is in whatever capacity but I'm going to show up as the best version and every day strive to be a little bit better and to me that is the sole definition of iconic is somebody willing and wanting and actioning and you just described it beautifully like just it's every day it doesn't have to be a big huge successful business it can be that you got dressed you put a smile on your face and you chose to see the positive in the day because you were feeling tired or drained or whatever it may be that is your way of being iconic in this in that day so thank you for that and that's worthy like that's enough yes that's enough be a good mom today that's enough thank you take care of yourself that's enough right do we have to stop i know (laughs) i know oh man maybe you'll have to do a part two but i i just want to say thank you and i want to thank you on behalf of the people listening to this because i am certain you challenge them in beautiful ways and stretch them and my desire was to really show you off today because of the beautiful human being you are and the purpose you have and you are just a blessing so thank you so much for your time and and your expertise and your heart and all the things oh my gosh thank you so much for having me and for creating such a beautiful space for me to share and thank you everyone for listening yeah thank you thank you so much for being a part of this podcast it really means the world to me I would be so appreciative if you take one minute of your day and give a five-star review and share this on your social media. You can find me on the gram or Facebook. Ladies, stand taller today. Roll those shoulders back, chin up, and go out and be iconic.